Any examples used are for illustrative purposes only and do not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and may not be suitable for all investors. It is not intended to predict the performance of any specific investment and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. This is another money show. Get set for another hour of the latest financial information and economic news affecting your bottom line. JR and Anthony are committed to helping more Americans like you optimize their income, reduce their tax risk, and reach financial freedom. So let's start the show. Here are your hosts, Anthony Correo and JR Rochford. Here we are, your hosts, Anthony Correo and J.R. Rochford, taking a break from our day-to-day -day as financial advisors with Rochford & Associates, a fully independent fourth-generation family office right here in the greater Phoenix area. And every time I say that, it seems very professional, but it's not a, uh, you know, a thousand employees and if you call in, you talk to one of them. No, if you call in, you talk to me or J.R. or my mom, who is our new office manager, Sandy Rochford. Anyways, what are we doing here today? Uh, we took on this radio show to bring you information you may not find on those other financial radio shows. We're aware that the last thing you need is another money show, but we appreciate you being here. Uh, we got all kinds of things to talk about today. I know we said try to be more news and current events, things that may affect your finances in the future. Obviously, we could sit here and talk to you about Roth conversions, and those are you know, those are important, saving more than you spend, things of that nature. But uh, that's not why you listen to the radio. That you can come into the office for. So today, how did you want to start out? We're going to talk about filial laws. Have you ever heard that term before, Jer? Filio? That you know, if, if I mispronounce it, <laughs> I apologize. I didn't think there were laws against filio. <laughs> Filial. I either listen to the definition or them say it on uh, Google Translate a ton of times. I still don't think I'm saying it right. Filial. Filial well, responsibility laws. Well, and it's funny because when you told me about this last week, I had never heard of it before. Been in my office over a quarter of a century, and I was like, well, that's a new one on me. So I thought it was brand new. And then you proceeded to tell me it's in multiple states. Why don't you give people an idea what this is? Let's start with what it is, and then I'll tell you why I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Well, let's go back a little bit further. So I know I've kind of poked fun at TikTok and Instagram and all of those, you'll get rich quick kind of things and financial whatever. I think most of it's dumb and kind of misrepresented. Um, but a friend sent me this because we've had conversations before and she's really worried about her parents being able to retire um, and that, you know, she's making good money now. She's like, am I going to be responsible for them? And the answer was no. And then she sent me this video that she saw on TikTok or Instagram about filial responsibility laws. And we don't have these in Arizona, so it's not something I was super familiar with. But what that is and what it says is that if your parents end up needing medical care um, in a nursing home, skilled nursing facility, and they can't afford it, these places can come after the children. It is the children's responsibility to take care of their parents in some of these states. And so 
there's a, an article that went around, I think it was in Philadelphia, it was a case in 2012, which is kind of the famous case that everybody represents because a woman had applied, she was in a car accident, she applied for Medicaid um, and was in a skilled nursing facility, never paid the bill because hoping that Medicaid will pay for it. And in the meantime, decided she was going to pick up and move to Greece. So she's doing well for herself in a foreign country. How are they going to go out for, for this debt? Well, they didn't. They went after her son and to this time of like a, almost a hundred grand. So, I mean, that's terrifying to think I had no responsibility. There was no ill will. But if JR runs up a massive medical bill that he can just, they can come after me for it. So luckily we don't have that in Arizona, but we spend a lot of time in our offices in Sun City. We spend a lot of time in the healthcare communities. And JR had a really fun conversation with the woman who was giving us a tour at the Montecito. It's a beautiful building in there, independent living. Um, But he said, he's like, you know, this is the last generation that can afford this. So are you guys all techs ready? It's like, oh no, you know, we don't take all techs. Those are different buildings he's like well you know you're gonna have to if you want anybody to be able to afford this so we have a a wave coming of people that cannot afford these beautiful buildings that would only make sense that they have to move to Altex so someone could pay for it but what's Altex government oh in case somebody's listening it doesn't know what Altex is that's the cost containment it's like access but it's for older people it's if you've had Medicare, if you're low income, you go on Medicaid. That's Arizona's system is all text. And by the way, back to that filio, filio, whatever thing people <laughs> need to look up. It's not in Arizona. So why are we talking about it? Who cares? You know why we're talking about it? Because what if it comes to Arizona? Exactly. We always want you prepared, not scared. We want you proactive, not reactive. So we're bringing it up because both of us were surprised by it. And we think the states are broke. A lot of people are broke. The federal government is broke. Don't forget, go on usdebtclock.org if you want to see how broke. Go on it in the morning and then go back on it at night. <laughs> it's it's kind of trippy. So, yeah, it's it's interesting. We don't have it here, but we may in the future. And this thing with Altex, it's broke. There's no money. So what happens when they cut Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, Disability, Altex, what if they give you lesser care? These beautiful buildings, you know, these senior communities in Sun City, Sun City West, all this, it's uh, these things, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine thousand a month. So you either be wealthy, do yourself a favor and be wealthy, or have long term care insurance. By the way, we need to do another episode on that because that landscape is still changing, or spend down. You know, gift, make sure you do, you know, watch out for the five-year look back. We can explain that to you if you ever want to know about that. But give give money to your kids. Start locking up some money and then spend down and go on Altex. The problem is two years, five years, 10 years from now, Altex might be just as broke as everything else. And they're going to say, we're sorry. You know, we're sorry. We're going to put you in a group home only. You know, group homes are going to be the up and coming thing when people can't afford these communities. So... All right, yeah. group homes just as expensive. I always thought they were no. cheaper, but I feel like they're more expensive no. than some of the ones we've seen. No, no, they're there. You can still go in a group home three to five thousand a month all day long, and you can't do that at some of these communities. 
No, group homes are still a more affordable way. You know, and, and you got to watch out. There's good ones and bad ones like everything else. I mean, you got to you gotta watch out on, you know, what kind of around-the-clock nursing care there is and that sort of thing. Yeah, that's a whole other conversation. But you're right. We bring this up. This is not something in Arizona. But again, I, mean, I guess we got listeners all over the place because this is a podcast. So you can listen to another money show wherever you like and subscribe to podcasts. You don't have to be in Arizona at noon on Saturdays. Uh, but anyways... You know, this is something that could affect people. But that's the biggest thing is what's to stop this state from adapting one of these laws or getting to the point where we're going after it. So we're already at a point where the new generations are saving a lot less. One, because they're not making as much and everything's way more expensive than it used to be. And what was that that other video? Did I send it to you or you send it to me? Something about the silent depression. I'd never heard that term before. Yeah, no, that's that's a really good, really good video. I think we sent it to each other. We got it from Michael C. originally. By the way, you know, I got to get my cloud out. Michael C. is back from his month-long travels. So our source of news has returned. Um, Jim, good, good. Jim just put up on the screen, 27 states have filial, that is a tough word, that's hard to look at, filial laws enacted. That's, I mean, I'm not good with another numbers or math, but I just took off a shoe and that's almost half the country. You know, depending well, on how many states there are, if there's 50 states or 52, 27 states have these laws enacted. So half the country knows what we're talking about right now. So Yeah, and it's whether or not they enact them or not, you know, they don't have to. I read some of the states, like, you know, if you avoid it, the fine is like 200 bucks, which is like, yeah, you know, a $200 fine seems a lot better than almost 100,000 in back to care. So, oh, actually, I want to bring this story up, too, because it does kind of go together. Um, Grandma, when uh, Uncle DJ uh, just kind of oh, jumped. Good in. name and family members' names. Yeah. Wow, Anthony. We're all going to be sued by Janet Yellen. Community or left her at the hospital, uh, got taken to a community. And we're like, oh, well, she's not paying her bills. I was like, well, I know who's taking the money. I know how to find it, and the community chose not to go after. Yeah, that one I still, uh, we've talked about in this show before, all these places that say that they care about taking care of seniors, and then they don't. But that's a, but, that's a discussion for another time. No, it's not. You open the door, I'm walking right through. You know, pretty much every family has one. Obviously, you, you did have an uncle that, that tended to try to, he, he was financially i don't I, i'll be i'll chill here because you know we put this out on facebook and stuff so you know he's listening here and there so jim just put something else on the screen about that silent the, the silent recession in the current economy of 2023 americans are experiencing higher cost of living expenses and lower wages than at the height of the great depression in 1930 not only are we fighting our way through a recession but we're fighting silently as these statistics are dismissed by politicians and mainstream media outlets. Let me talk about something real quick, Jim, as long as you brought that up. This is a very, very busy week for data. Do you say data or data? Anyway, it's a busy week. Key events this week. CPI came out this morning. PPI, retail sales, ECB, China data dump. A new iPhone came out yesterday. The UAW, did you know that possibly tomorrow, today, by the way, is the 13th, that's lucky, today is Wednesday the 13th as we record, so tomorrow, 
there looks like there might be a United Auto Workers strike. You think your cars are expensive now, and, and I'm going to tie all this into the Great Recession. You can't. The middle class are being pinched out of cars now. You know, if you have good wealth, none of this pertains to you. Go ahead and change. No, don't change the channel. You need to hear this stuff. Where else are you going to hear about filial laws? So it, it, cars are expensive. If they go on strike, this is going to get crazy. We warned you a month ago. We don't think gas prices, you know, they were hovering at the QT by my house at $4.49 for regular unleaded for months. And I was like, it's not going to stay. Come on. It's not going to stay. And then here comes Saudi Arabia. We're going to limit the, the barrels of oil release. I got news for you. If United Auto Workers go on strike, if the gas prices keep rising, and by the way, I looked in this morning, we're at 89 a barrel, so we're pushing 90 bucks. If we get over 100, watch your gas prices because they go up a lot faster than they go down. So you, there could be, you know, we've talked about diesel exhaust fluid shortages. You know, we could be hitting some rough times coming up here in the near future. So this recession thing, it doesn't affect all of us. But I'll tell you what, you know, I always say the rich are getting richer. How does it not affect all of us? It doesn't affect all of us. If you have somebody that has millions of dollars, they're going to grumble. Oh, you're talking about like a very few money. doesn't. If you are yes. But something that, some, well, no, no, it doesn't. Our politicians take it out. Don't forget, we have core inflation, have food and energy. You know, the staples, the necessities of life, we're not going to count. I say take out other things. Not everybody has a kid in college. Luckily, I do. So that's why I'm always broke. So, but, you know, not everybody has a kid in college. You know what they all do? They eat. You know what most of them do? They drive. Luckily, they don't have to drive to go eat anymore because we have DoorDash and Grubhub. Holy cow. I watched my son order a milkshake. Somebody delivered a milkshake to our front door. And I just, I, wow. I, I didn't say much, but I was just like, this is insanity going on here. You know how I always say the rich get richer, the poor hover, and the middle class are shrinking? I'm going to say it again. The rich are getting richer. And I'm not talking about the normal rich. I'm not talking about people that have $1 million, paid off home, paid off car. That's that's like normal rich. That's like what you want to be in this country. I, You know, the people that have $2 million, you're starting to get a little bit more bulletproof. You're going to make it through healthcare. You'll probably be okay with those senior communities. You know, you get $5 million enough up, you're not really affected by the gas prices. You might hear it in the media. You might talk with your neighbors about it. It's not going to hurt your life at all. You know, but there's a lot less people with five million up than we'd like to see in this country. I can tell you something. The poor are no longer hovering. I have been really trying to figure out if people are being affected. By the way, the SNAP, the Supplemental Nutrition something program, they get another cost of living raise on October 1st. So hang in there if you're getting you know, EBT card, you're going to get a raise on October 1st. Um, the poor are becoming more and more homeless. So I, I, this is, I've got a friend who reached out to me two weekends ago. He's been evicted. I, I haven't heard the whole story yet. He's been evicted. He's not really sure what to do. So right now he is currently homeless. Luckily he has several vehicles. He's living in one of them right now. So I, I tried to check on him a couple days ago. Haven't heard back. You know, hopefully he hasn't had his cell phone cut yet. But anyway, I'm trying to hear back from him. He's homeless. And this is a guy, you'd know him, Anthony. He lives up in Snowflake. Um, it's, yeah, the poor, the homeless encampments are growing. The homeless population is spreading out. 
from the cities and going into the suburbs. So I don't know. I mean, I, I think the poor are no longer hovering. I think it's getting worse. And I think the middle class, it, it just, they, they're shrinking on steroids. And I think it's going to get worse. Anyway, the CPI number came out this morning. Did you hear what it was? I did not. 0.6. So it was in line. 0.6. So that's it was nothing. in line with what they expected. What do you mean that's nothing? If you times 12, if you times that by 12 months, that's 7.2%. They We had oh, up I thought you were saying year over year. Okay. No. I, so one month? No. No, the August numbers. So gotcha. basically what they're saying, when we had 9% inflation, they were like, well, that's problematic. We better start raising rates. Make sure nobody can afford their credit card debt. Make sure it costs you 11% to get a new car. Go to get a mortgage right now. You're looking at in the 7% range. That's that's not, that's historically average. But compared to the last few years, when you could get it for two and a half to three and a half percent, it's pretty shocking. So, and they're, they're going to have to raise rates again. They're going to have to raise rates over 6% to keep a handle on inflation. They're not going to be able to. They're, we're, we're going to crash the economy if they keep raising rates. We're going to crash the economy via inflation if they don't. The whole thing that we talked about a year ago is there going to be a soft landing? You know, you people caused this problem, and now we leave you in charge of fixing it? So what do we expect to get? You have monkeys that have, you could take a monkey, put a suit and a tie on it, and have it throw a dart at a dartboard on whether or not to raise or not raise. In fact, oh, and speaking, I have so much to say today, Anthony. I really need to, okay, I'll say it. You know, do you realize that we have another government shutdown three weeks away? Nobody's talking about it. Yeah, you know, when they extended our monetary ceiling, whatever. What The first test of that is at the end of September. Let's see what happens. I, and uh, don't get me on politics today. Don't get me in these politicians. You know what I mean? And I just- Do it. Just, it. Just, wow. It's your show. Just talk about it. Oh, in the water. Now I'm hearing that they're, they're going to do impeachment inquiries on the sitting commander-in-chief. <laughs> so, and then uh, here comes Chuck Schumer, all these people- how unfair it is that people just want to be helped. They don't want to worry about this. Well, <laughs> excuse me. I get myself all worked up. I I don't know. With the last president, you certainly talked a lot about impeachment. I had no problem about it. So I don't know. And by the way, Jim, our friend Jim, our other friend Randy and I are going to start doing, we're going to do a podcast or we're going to do a YouTube channel. We're trying to work out the best way to get it out there. And it is going to be political. I'm going to leave you out of it. We are specifically not going to invite you, but I'm going to be able to talk a little more. And believe me, some people are going to be surprised because I am very, I'm somewhat apolitical. I hate them all. I mean, I said last week we need term limits. You, this stuff with Diane Feinstein, the stuff with Mitch McConnell, get out. You know, Aaron Rodgers on the fourth play of Monday Night Football for the New York Jets, he, he tore his Achilles tendon. Apparently he's out for the season. Everybody's he's 39. He's really old. 39. I have a pair of boots in my closet that are 40. So anyway, so Aaron Rodgers is 39. Now he's out for the season. I'm pretty sure he's going to be out forever. I think he's going to be a commentator for the Packers or some. Anyway, so 39 for football. He's really old. You know what's really old for politics? 69. Let's cut him off at 68. Let's get younger, fresher minds in this country. But that's just me. So sorry. I know I'm like your first your mind, and you don't listen to anything I say. What are you talking about? You want to? I don't like to listen to you. <laughs> well, it's so like what I do. Hold on. Let's go back yeah. to what we were talking about before, because all I, I don't even know what 
set all of this up, but I think we were talking about that term, the silent depression. And I thought that was interesting because it was, it's things we've talked about on this show. I remember because we were talking about um, student loans, the student loan crisis and how, you know, my generation versus your generation and, oh, I paid my bills. I could work and go to college and do all this. And it was fine. And I, I broke down the numbers and I think it was from the 80s. It was wages have gone up 20 percent. However, cars have gone up 50 percent. Homes have gone up 100 percent. And college had gone up 1,200 percent when you put everything into the same today's dollars. 1,200%. Nobody can afford that. That's absolutely insane. But that's kind of a small piece of what they're talking about in this silent depression saying, we're already here. Financially, if you break down the numbers, we're already worse off than we were during the Great Depression. We're already poor as a nation. That Every common, you know, everyday man, the common person we're already worse off. And I find that I'm actually not surprised. I've just, I've never heard it put in those terms before. So, and it sucks. And my question, as always, because I manage money into the future without a crystal ball, I, you know, my job is easy looking backwards, it's tougher looking forward. You know, what do I do to compensate for that? I look back five years, 10 years, 20 years, and then I look five years, 10 years, 20 years forward. Do I think, you know, I'm not very smart, so I do my best to get help. Do I think things are going to be the same, better, or worse? I, we should go back to our 10 pillars one episode. Part of it ends with this state going into a civil war and splitting up. Part of this, part of everything ends not good financially. You, you know what? Here, let me, let me give you an idea. Remember how I railed on Executive Order 14067? See how it's still on the tip of my tongue? And and MIT studies, and then, you know, we're hiring a central bank digital currency employee through, what was it, Indeed or one of these things. So, you know what nobody's talking about anymore lately? Central bank digital currency. Oh, you know what? Fed now, all this stuff, Fed now is launched. Nobody cares. It, it, it's But these are little baby steps toward change. You know what's funny? We were, and I hear other people, obviously on YouTube, you can find it. You don't find it on the regular TV. There's people like us, mostly me, sounding alarms, shouting to you that this country is in a very transitional phase. We're going to be different two years out, five years out, 10 years out. And you know what? It kind of has gone. It's died down. I think they let enough information out. So people like me would go, the sky is falling. We would make a lot of noise. We would tell you to stash cash, to buy hard assets, go to insurance companies, pay down debt, do all this stuff because a central bank digital currency is coming. We went into the unicoin. We went into the, the thought of a global currency, the BRICS with their gold back, you know, potentially currency. And now it's kind of died out. So you know what it did? Made people like me a year ago, we just more noise. We're crazy. We always, there's always something to worry about. You know, it's never going to happen. No, it's going to happen. We are getting closer and closer. Do you Who's can disagreeing I, with you anymore? Good. Good. Who, there's that, was, you, that was the question. I'm saying oh. who is disagreeing because before, you know, when we- Oh, I thought you said you. Ago, I'm like, the no, day no, I no, get no. you on my side, I'll be a happy boy. I'm going to retire. The day you agree with me on everything during one entire episode, if good news See, for you, that's the day yeah, I hang up. You. You're the one picking fights. We do agree on everything. I like uh, getting fights. No, but who, <laughs> who is saying that there's not going to be a digital currency anymore? Because I know that before, 
there was a lot of conflicting views. That's why we talked about that executive order. Nothing. There's crickets. You don't hear anything of that anymore. When when we should not let our guard down. You this week. This is the very, and I know this is dangerous. I have more articles in front of me this week than I've ever had on this radio show. I, and I want to get to a few of them, even if all we do is scratch the surface. Today's a good day for people to pick up a pen and paper, because I'm not going to be able to get in too deep on any of these. You need to look into some of what we're going to talk about today. My problem, nobody's saying the CBDC is off the table, but nobody's saying it anymore. It's just quiet about it. Well, what else we, can you do for it, though? That's the thing. I, so can come to ask people for it, but it's like, what else do you do? We, we are doing this radio show for a year and a third. We want more people to come in and sit with us. A lot of it, they come and sit with us, and there's nothing we can do for them with sales. We don't want to scare you away. We don't charge you to sit down. The worst thing we could do is give you a second opinion. You know, other people, I got a guy. Good. If the guy is honest, good. You're in good hands. We're going to, we might even give you some questions to ask your guy. You know, why should I do my traditional IRA and not a Roth IRA? Why should I do this? Why should I do this? We, we The worst thing we're going to do for you, and it'll be entertaining. Here, I mean, if you sit with me, if, if you sit with Anthony, he's an engineer. It's going to be boring as, as you, you sit with me. You'll have more fun. Anyway, so my, my, my whole thing with all this, we're going to help you still to pay down debt, stash some cash, get out of the banks. I know we, you know, we can't have a, ugh, we can't have a week go by without talking about the banks. Another bank story from yesterday. So you and I are switching off every other week, paying our office manager. We're going to leave this as a cliffhanger though, because two people just pointed out to me that we're running up to a break. So make sure that you you reach out to us at 623-523-0444. We want your show ideas. We want you to email us at team at anothermoneyshow.com. If you have filial, filial, filial laws, reach out to us. Let us know how that goes. We'll be right back. And then I'll tell you what happened to our sweet little office manager in the bank just yesterday on the 12th of September. Thanks for being with us. We'll be right back. This is Another Money Show. Except this one's different. This one's actually fun. The 2023 NFL season will mark a new beginning for the Washington Commanders. I'm Jim Tarabokia with the Retirement.Radio Network, powered by AmeriLife. Back in July of this year, NFL owners, through a unanimous vote, approved a $6 billion sale of the Washington Commanders to a new ownership group, led by American investor Joshua Harris. At his introductory press conference, Harris expressed his excitement for the future of the franchise. I'm incredibly excited and humbled by the opportunity to serve alongside my partners as stewards of this great franchise on behalf of the city of Washington, D.C. A Washington, D.C. native and a lifelong fan of the district sports scene, Harris will lead an ownership group that includes basketball legend Magic Johnson, The group takes over from former embattled owner Dan Snyder, whose tenure was consistently clouded with documented controversy. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell is looking forward to the addition of Harris to the NFL landscape. I think Josh is going to be a great addition to the NFL and his ownership group. Um, He has a remarkable business record, uh, not just uh, in finance, but also now in sports. Meanwhile, fan excitement at Commander's Camp this summer was evident with NBA star and lifelong Commander's fan Kevin Durant even showing up to practice sessions. The Commander's Week 1 home game against the Arizona Cardinals is sold out, 
with fans eager for the franchise to start anew. For the Retirement.Radio Network, powered by AmeriLife, I'm Jim Tarabokia. Remember, all of JR and Anthony's listeners receive a free financial consultation just for listening to the show. Visit anothermoneyshow.com to learn more and schedule an appointment. Thanks for listening to Another Money Show and subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. You're listening to Another Money Show. We're back with the second half. Anthony Correo, J.R. Roch for J.R. is going to tell you about all the stories that he wants to tell you about, but he's never actually going to tell you about it. I'm going to be the one that gets to the point, but I'm extremely boring, so you're going to tune out anyways. But before we get to that part of the show, let's finish up with the banks. J.R.'s favorite topic. He's upset. I'm upset. Everybody's upset. Let's talk about why we should be upset about the banks. All right, so I don't, I don't know much about banking. I've never been a banker, but I've always been under the impression that if you go into a bank and you do not have an account there, but you go into the bank and you have a check written on their bank. So like I give somebody a check. If the, if the check is written on their bank, they'll cash it. Isn't that your understanding? The money's at your bank. I don't have an account, but so I'm going to go into your bank. You don't. So, say you receive a check from like Wells Fargo or Bank of America, and you don't have a, an account there. You're saying you can go to Wells Fargo or Bank of America or any of these banks and have that check cashed. Yes, because, because they have the money. They can do instant verification of funds. That's the easiest way to cash a check because they know it's valid. So that was my understanding until yesterday, and I'm way more cynical than not. So I know what this is about. It's more bank shenanigans. That's what I think. Whether I'm wrong or not, I don't know. And I don't really care at this point. I'm, yeah, you're right. I'm upset about this. So uh, every other paycheck comes from me. So you pay and then I pay. Well, I paid yesterday. So your mom goes into a bank near the office, the the bank that that has this money. Your mom has the same last name as me for now. So she goes to the bank with this check, same last name. I have an account. The funds are there, so I'm not writing a bad check. She goes to the cat, and, and by the way, go back a couple weeks when I told you how she went, and they wouldn't cash it. They wouldn't cash it. So I talked to the branch manager. He said, if that ever happens again, come see me, and we'll clear this up, because of course they should have cashed it. So they wouldn't cash it. So fast forward two weeks. So yesterday, she's in the same bank with the check, same thing, got the money, not a huge check. This I, I don't want to give her personal business, but not a not a big, giant check. We, we actually pay her. Yeah, we pay her sweatshop wages. But she should probably work harder, too. I hope she doesn't hear this episode. I usually like her listening, but not to this one. Yeah, she's the the only one that works in our office. Right? Yeah, she actually is. All right, go on. on. Anyway, so she goes to the same bank, knowing now that she doesn't have to worry about it, because, yeah, of course, we cleared up that they should have cashed it. They're not even sure why they didn't. So yesterday, a similar thing happens. This time, they said they'll cash the check for a 2% fee. uh, 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 Explain that one to me. So you won't cash it two weeks ago. Fast forward two weeks, you will cash it as long as I pay you. What you, what are you talking about? You, You either did the right thing two weeks ago and you send her away to go to where she does her banking and let her cash it there, or you cash it. Those are the two choices. And now we well, add a like rules change every time we're in there too, which is hilarious. Yes. We even and brought that up one of these last times. It was just like, it, it shouldn't be that way. Like you shouldn't have to no. fight for any of these things. No. And the bank, no. And I've been banking with them 
for a long time. I won't say the name of the bank. I messed up and said it a couple of weeks ago. That's not right of me. They're not in the room with me right now to defend themselves. I'll tell you, they used to be called BBVA. How's that for you? <laughs> oh, we were BBVA and then they were bought out by a bigger bank and the bigger bank has not been friendly to us. And I don't know why. We've been very- really has been a, a change though. And I've heard that from all kinds of people is when it went from one to the other, that's where it was like, it was a fine bank before because if you need, you know, if you travel a lot, you can't have your desert financial credit union in all 49 states, but you can't have these bigger banks. So we already said we don't really like Wells. We don't like Bank of America. Uh, what's the other one? U.S. Bank. Chase. Chase. Oh, how did I forget about Chase? They didn't forget about me. You were blinded by their felonies. You were blinded by Jamie Dimon's hairstyle and his beauty. All right. So that kind of leads into my next question. Right. Are you going to let me finish the story? Oh, God, there's more. There's an ending to this. There's a happy ending. Do you want to hear it? <laughs> so what you need to do, kids, because here's the moral of the story, as the banks are ever changing, and I've told you this, and I don't want you to look back and one day and say that crazy little guy was right. Take your, uh, close your safe deposit box today. Block off some time today. If you're hearing us on a Saturday, wait till Monday. Block, close it out. Get your grandma's ring out of there. The next thing, we understand that you have to pay your car payment or your mortgage or your inflated food prices. We understand insurance, cell phone bill. Keep enough in to pay your bills. Keep it a little bit padded for emergencies and then take some cash and sit down with us. We have insurance companies with one year. We have one year products now. Works just like a CD. You know, you get a 30-day window at the end of the year. You can take out some of it. You can roll it to another year. You can take it all out. You can do whatever you want. These things you go, say you go three years or five years, it's tax deferred. You're committing to leave your money for five years. They don't even give you a 1099. So we have solutions for you. Yes, pay down debt. Yes, hard assets. We've got all this covered for you. But be very, very, very careful of the banks because all these little changes are frustrating me. Last week, or was it two weeks ago? We, you know, we were telling everybody, oh, you're still fine as long as you only want up to $5,000. We couldn't get it. You and I, on two separate days, were only able to get 4000 That's kind of telling, if you ask me. And you know what that is? That is a bail-in. Oh, remember I said you should have a pad and paper and a pen for the second half? Now's a good time. Write down the word bail-in. Research the term bail-in and tell we're me it's not happening Because we talk about bail-ins all the time. Well, we're not going to talk about it now. I'm just saying people need to look into it if they haven't. So, right. And I know you had something to say. Do you want me to dig into the articles right away or you want to say something? Is it something important or are you going to bore me? always kind of important so i think it comes into so here's my question for you right this is a brainstorming because this is something i'm thinking about because we're telling you know the stuff we're telling all these people is very similar to what we're doing in our personal lives too um so i don't have a ton in the market i'm cash heavy um but trying to limit what you have in a bank trying to limit what you have in money markets what do you do? So you bring up hard assets all the time. So we like gold, silver, guns, ammo, all that stuff. But that's also kind of in moderation. You can't really store a ton of that at your home because you're not going to store it at a safety deposit box. But gold comes up all the time as an easy enough one to purchase. So I think about that. So with my cash, while I'm sitting in cash, do I buy more precious metals, gold and silver? And I've been thinking about that. So that's when you heard me call because I called the company and said, hey, I want to sell silver. What are you going to buy it back at? As opposed, you know, in relation to the spot price. Because right now, and these numbers are from yesterday. Um, but 
Silver is about $23 an ounce, $23.20 something. But if you buy it, you're not going to buy it at that price. So I was looking at what the markups were, and I saw markups for one ounce silver bars from 13% to 32%, which means if I wanted to buy this as a store of value for the short term to not have physical cash, not have it in the bank, not have it at home, and I stock up on precious metals, you're already starting off 13 to 32% below what its actual value is. So the numbers are, you know, let's say 25% as an easy number. Let's say and I'm buying at 25% markup. That means I would need it to go up 33% just to break even. So it's if you're trying to purchase it's going to. <laughs> it's going to. Gold is undervalued. way yeah. undervalued. But no, I, I'm following you. Go ahead. But I mean, that's so people that come to us with that logic of, oh, this is a store of value. This is, I'm going to buy these so I can keep my money. It really isn't. And not to say that I don't have gold and silver, but it's do I get more for that purpose? And How I don't know. How much silver do you have? How much gold and silver do you have? What's your home address? I, I have questions. Yeah, yeah. I have more questions. Um, Not enough you know, to uh, get that jail sentence if you break in, but... Oh, there's no jail sentence. We're like Chicago. Oh, yeah. No, this is in California. No, California. You can't even arrest you. You can't arrest you unless you steal somewhere $600 or more. <laughs> okay. I'm going to steal 20 items that are only worth five ninety eight. Anyway, so um, gold. You know, I understand it's God's money. It's been out thousands of years. I understand there's a lot of good to it. It's a store of value. When the collapse gets here and we have the central bank digital currency and then we go to revamp the country because it doesn't work out so well. The people that have gold and silver are going to be further ahead with their wealth. I get all that. You know, the people that say, you know, well, that, you know, you, that's, you should put all your money in that. No. And I'm one of the ones that come by and I say, you can't eat it. I've got an old next door neighbor. I'm going to call him Thad because nobody would believe that's his real name. And he's always like, you know, he's like, don't tell people that. That's dangerous. They need to be buying gold and silver. It's going to run up. It's it's going to be the only thing worth anything. No. No, if you're buying gold and silver, there's a couple things. One, you think the dollar's going to devalue. We're going to lose the world reserve currency. You probably have a certain level of a mistrust for the government. I can still tell you, you know what gold is going to be? Seeds, heirloom seeds, water, tower gardens, food. It's, it's you know, and part of me is cynical. I think you there's safety numbers. You better have a team. If you have a bunch of gold, you better have a bunch of people that can sleep in shifts and protect it. Because if you have gold and I have a weapon, you know, you're not going to be able to buy my weapon when gold's 5,000 ounce. I will be able to relieve you of your gold. So act accordingly. Be careful. We understand. Right, you're going Fire on a, that tangent again, but that doesn't really answer the question or even. Because uh, you talk about gold. Yeah, let but me, I mean. No, let me. One more thing about gold. I, I take your pen, your pen and paper. Look up an article from Tuesday, September 5th on Zero Hedge. So go online, go to Zero Hedge, Tuesday, September 5th. There's an article that says, don't dismiss the possibility of gold confiscation. So while I agree with you, you know, be careful with gold, moderation. We've talked about gold backs. You know, we talk about spot, you know, we talk about junk silver. We have a working knowledge of all this stuff. We've sat down with precious metals dealers to get, you know, a good idea what they think. So, but read this article. The government, the well, the summary of it, because I know you don't want me to read the entire thing. The summary of it is 
they took your gold before. What makes you think they can't take it again? They can just shut down Bitcoin. They can have a black sky event and shut down Bitcoin. And I know now is not the time to get off track, but use your pen again. One of the articles I have starts tomorrow. Look up, do a little search online. Earth X, two words, Earth then EX. It's about a black sky event. What that is, widespread long-term power outages. So while your politicians have loaded up on satellite phones, there's going to be a war game starting tomorrow. Well, as you hear this, it'll already be have begun. So on the 14th of September, do yourself a favor and look up EarthX. It's gone on for years and years. This is the very first year I've been concerned about it. You, you, you can actually go online and sign up to be part of this. You can actually play a simulation on this. It, this is the first time I've been worried about it because too many things are lined up. What anyway, it? what's well, that? Tell me, what is it? It's an exercise. It's an exercise going through. It's like, you know, 40 countries playing this exercise. What if we have no power? What if this country, you know, we do know that there's North Korea. What is it playing an exercise though? What it, it means they're getting ready in case we have a solar flare an EMP, a high altitude EMP, a power grid failure, you know, through cyber attack, through physical attack. There have been people that have shot at the APS substations in Arizona over the years. Is that who, who does that? Is it a test or is it like, you know, kids? I, I don't know. But this, this, they do this every year. Nobody ever knows about it. You know, but this is the first Why year I've been worried about it this year then. Because I think all of my negativity, all of my, and again, again, I'm not an optimist. I'm not a pessimist. I'm a realist. Everything we've said on this show, we want you prepared, not scared. We want you to know about all this stuff. We hope it passes without incident. I think our time is running out on the non-incident part. And I think Earth X is going to be a little bit more amplified this year. Like the realistic possibility. Our own government has studies saying that it's, it's actually quite likely with such an antiquated power grid. You think the bridges and the roads are bad? Our power structure is worse. It's worse. You, you what, to Explain to me rolling blackouts and brownouts in Texas having prom this summer. Explain California saying buy a Tesla. But by the way, just let it sit in your driveway. Don't charge it, you know, because we don't want to use too much power consumption. I don't know. You, you, you're, you're flooding the country. Ooh, he went political again. You're flooding the country with all these new bodies. New York City, the sanctuary city is now pointing fingers at the Democrat. The Democrats are pointing fingers at the Democrat, saying you shouldn't be for all these people here. Wait a minute. You said you wanted them. You, you were welcoming to these vacationers. And it's more and more people straining the system. We always focus on the financial system. Where are they getting money for cell phones, for plane tickets, for bus rides? Where is all this coming from? And I'm saying... I would actually add something that nobody else is thinking about. They are using power. They are using energy. They are using gas. They are using electric stuff. They're not all homeless. They're being put up in hotels while the homeless encampments are growing for people that are here. But anyway, and, and I just, I don't want to miss it. Research that article. Read that article. It's called Don't Dismiss the Possibility of Gold Confiscation. It's beautifully written. It talks about why it could happen. It talks about the possibility of it happening. So I didn't mean to get off track on EarthX. I just, it's one of the things that came up in my research a couple times this week. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is the first time that this really seems like it could actually be a problem. And you know what? The same 
the last week, when I say I have more articles than I've ever had, the last week, it's again another article here. It says here, administration under fire for illegal slash reckless cancellation of Alaska oil leases. We are getting ourselves in deep trouble. We haven't filled the strategic oil reserves, even when the energy, when the barrels of oil were down to mid 70s, we didn't fill it. And now we're canceling the rest of our contracts. I did hear, by the way, a couple of days ago that we we might have found the biggest lithium mine, the biggest lithium deposit on the planet in this country. I think it's near, what is it, near Nevada? So what- Yeah, I didn't read that article. I wasn't sure what the point was. Well, the point is that we're going green. If we're going to worry about the environment, we're going to use this lithium for the batteries for all the the new cars. And and my point is we're, we're not. We're going to sell it to other countries. We give uranium to Russia. We're giving all our oil. We're, we're, we were energy efficient a couple of years ago. Gas was a couple bucks a gallon. Now it's $5 a gallon. We're, we're, they're going to find this lithium and we're going to give it to other countries and we're going to sell it. Do you, do you realize just this week on 9-11 of all things, and I don't want to be political. I, I won't say anything about the commander in chief being in Alaska. So on 9-11, it was announced that the U.S. moves to advance a prisoner swap deal with Iran and release $6 billion in frozen Iranian funds. Hear me out for a second. So apparently, and I didn't even know this, apparently we're working with Iran to release five American citizens. I haven't even heard about them. I didn't even know there were any American citizens in Iran. So we're going we're gonna to release these five people that nobody even knows who they are for $6 billion. Iran are the people that are saying death to America, death to U.S. We dropped a pallet of cash off overnight like a decade ago. First of all, if I'm a terrorist nation and you're going to give me cash in exchange for five people, am I going to use it to better the common person in Iran or am I going to use it to enrich my nuclear program? Just a food for thought. Second thing about that, what's the best way to make sure these countries take more hostages? Make them wealthy. We're going to take your people we're going to go get your people out of different countries and we're going to hold them hostage. And then we're going to ask you for billions of dollars, $6 billion. You know, and last week we sent another $6 billion. Maybe that's the new benchmark for spending $6 billion over to Ukraine. What, what the hell is this country not broke? Is the country not broke? Are we not unsafe enough with open borders? Are, are we not? Anthony, I want to shake people. I want to, not shaking baby syndrome. I don't want to get arrested. Allegedly. I, I, I'm just, I'm so freaked out by everything. So, you know, we start with the United Auto Workers strike and rising gas prices and, and rising inflation at 7% a year. And by the way, it was 9%. It was 9% a year ago. Now it's only 7%. I, I've used this reference before. If you stabbed me nine times last year, well, that sucks. This year I have good news. You've only stabbed me seven times. So I feel much better. Let the stabbing lessen. Good. Ugh. All right, so uh, Apple iPhone. Let me get my. I don't want to stroke out on the radio. I want to stroke. Why? Because I already know what you're going to say with the Apple iPhone, and you're going to complain about why everybody. Talks you're about damn it. right, I am. Apple I, iPhone. You could not say anything. You could I, just not. You no. You're I'm too hard to this All right. Yes, I am. Apple. I heard it's the the iPhone 15. Aren't they like a thousand dollars or more each? That's all I'm going to say. All right, I'm done with the Apple. You want another story? You want me to move on again? Here's something else. We I want you to take a pen and paper. I just want to talk about something. I want to have a discussion. We have if too you much to present, talk to me. 
We, you, you know, you don't like it when I read. So here I'm just giving the headlines so people can read on their own. I even cited a source for that, for that one article about gold. So here's something else I want you to look into. <laughs> I want you to look into something that, that I'm, I have not been too familiar with. I've heard of it, but now I got a chance to start digging into it and it frightens me. So I think everybody listening should hear about it too. I want you to look up D S C R loans. D is in David, S is in Sam, C is in Charlie, R is in Robert, loans. Because what these are, these are loans that are based on revenue. So if you're going to buy an Airbnb, for example, or you're going to buy you know, some kind of a rental, these loans, they're, they're higher interest. So if a residential loan right now is 7%, these are going to be 10 or 11 or higher. So what it is, is they don't look at your income. And I'm going to tie this into 2008 for a reason. Because this, D, DSCR loans, this might, what, it finally pops the housing bubble. Do you remember, Anthony, a couple of years ago when, when you were ramping up on realizing the world's not as it appears? We called everything an everything bubble. Do you remember that? Housing yeah. market, stock market, healthcare, everything is a bubble. Well, the housing bubble, because of the low inventory, you know, people are held hostage. If they have a 3% interest rate, they can't move over to a 7 So- but this, something always pokes through. Your job as a listener is to keep your head on a swivel. Read, research, make sure stuff you hear like us that we're not crazy. Our job is to bring you things that you're not getting on those other radio shows. Anthony says it every week. We are keeping our eye open for a black swan event, which means it's something that comes out of nowhere and could it be Earth X goes into a real drill? I don't know. We told you on October 4th, there's going to be a nationwide test. And they're saying that might delay it because of weather or other unforeseen problems. If, if we get through this year, nothing happens. Good. I don't want things to go south. I just think they're going to. Anyway, so the black swan event of the day for me is a DSCR loan. And what it means is if you're going to buy a property to use exclusively as a second residence for a rental, they'll give you a loan on this property. Very low down. I already railed on the 1% down loan that we're starting to get from Zillow. So this one is a higher interest, lower down loan, and it's based on projected revenue. So they don't care what your income is. They don't care what your assets are. The problem with these loans, there's a ton of them. I didn't realize how many there were. We've been saying how many homes BlackRock, Blackstone, and Vanguard own. We've been trying to get you to research that for a while. But this this kind of loan that I wasn't that familiar with, it's specifically an asset-based loan. Think about that. When the housing market crashed, what, I don't know, 2007, 8, 9, 10, when it crashed, they were giving loans to people that lied about their income. They were giving loans to people where, where basically anybody could get a loan. That's kind of what this is. But if we have a snag with the inflation, if we go into a more pronounced recession, do you really think the Airbnb markets are going to stay as solid as they have been? You got cities in Arizona like Scottsdale, they're, they're saying we don't want Airbnbs in our communities. So there's a little bit of pushback from some of this, the communities. But th this is going to be a nationwide issue that could tip. And if it tips, it's going to tie in with the, you know, we already know commercial properties starting to tip. This this could take down the housing market, the entire housing market right here. And then, of course, that will lead to the stock market.
collapse. And then, you know me, I'm always trying to look into the future. Then I think that will usher in the central bank digital currency. I think the end game is to make sure this country is in control of its future. We're not going to lose the world reserve currency without going down for a fight. And that, and that's going to be taking over everything. And I will not go into, you know, World Economic Forum and 15-minute cities and social credit scores. I won't go anything crazy. I'll just stick to the mainstream. If you look up DSCR loans and, and you don't think there's anything to worry about, let me know. If you think there's something to worry about and I'm on the right track, let me know that too. What else, Anthony? You want more articles? Do you have anything else to say? Do you want to talk about cold medicine? If you're a fan of Sudafed or Benadryl, you may want to run out and get some. Apparently, the, the the FDA, the ones that want to keep you safe, although you can still buy cigarettes and alcohol and stuff. So apparently, they're saying that they potentially found the main ingredient in some of these cold me- and flu you know, medicines. It's not effective, not harmful, I guess, like cigarettes, which I would think they would act on that more, but it, it's, it's ineffective. So they're talking about potentially, hasn't happened yet. We just want to be on the forefront of this. In case it does, you can say, oh, I heard that from JR and Anthony, mostly JR, because Anthony's rolling his eyes. He's like, shut up. Anyway, so um, apparently they're eyeballing getting rid of Sudafed and Benadryl and all these things right before cold and flu season. Luckily, there's going to be a new variant of the uh, vaccine. So we'll have that to keep us safe. But I'm just, I, I want smaller government. I want people to leave me alone. Your point when we discussed this earlier this morning, well, if it's ineffective, we all hate big pharma. So good, take it off the shelves. Stop making people waste their money on something that doesn't work. And then I brought up to you, I, I don't know, a lot of people, have you ever heard of a placebo? If 10% of the people taking Sudafed feel better a couple of days earlier, they're taking zinc for their cold or whatever. If they feel better mentally and that helps them, let them have it. Good night. Give the people free reign and choice. Right now is a bad time for the FDA to be eyeballing getting rid of my Sudafed. They already locked it up when people are reusing it to make meth or whatever. But don't don't take it away from me. All right. Now you got something else to research this week. We gave you a lot. But was it fun, Anthony? You didn't really get into word edgewise. And I'm not going to let you have one now. I think we need to close this out. <laughs> I'll let you close it out just so you can talk. No, I got nothing now. <laughs> I, yeah, I think we're having a discussion about uh, the FDI or FDA and that, whatever. But I'll let you close this out. You can say whatever. You've got one minute. I want to hear your counterpoint to my point. I've, I yeah, I'm, anymore. you used to say JR's on one today. I feel like I'm on one today. I just, I had so much. So I feel like today I'm on fire. Yeah, but you anyway. talked about what you would talk about instead of actually talking about it. Which it is fine, because I called it from the beginning of starting this segment. I was like, here's what's going to happen. So You're always right. You're, you're, you, yeah, you're always right. I mean, I admit that I'm wrong. You know, and, and I always say with your mom, your mom's very giving and caring. I'm very cynical. We need to meet in the middle. But with you and me, we need to have me stay crazy and join me. All right. Reach out to us. Team at anothermoneyshow.com. 623-523-0444. Check out our YouTube channel. YouTube.com. Another Money Show. We want to grow that bad boy. We so much appreciate you being here. And we'll try to... Uh, have some new stuff for you again next week thanks so much thanks for listening to another money show you deserve to work with a private wealth management firm that will strategically work to protect your hard-earned assets to schedule your free no obligation consultation visit anothermoneyshow.com 
Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, BCM. A registered investment advisor. BCM and Rochford Financial are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results.